a great fire burns within me, but no one stops by to warm themselves. This is a quote from the great Vincent Van Gogh. As I'm creeping up on my 42nd birthday, I decided to share with you 42 pieces of advice that you probably don't want. And like Van Gogh's quote, there's going to be very few people that stop by to warm themselves. But I don't care. So here we go. Thing number one. Don't say, I know, when you don't know. If you're talking to someone and you want to learn what that person is talking about, don't say, I know, if you don't know, just because you don't want to sound stupid. Thing number two. If you disagree with someone, instead of automatically coming to the conclusion that you are right and they are wrong, try to work from the assumption that they are right. And ask yourself, what would it take you for you to believe that you were wrong? Thing number three. There's an energy exchange in every interaction you have. You are either giving off energy and making the person around you feel more energy, or you're taking their energy from them. Don't be the person that takes the energy from another person. Thing number four. Don't buy things you don't need with money you don't have. If you buy stuff, it'll own you. You'll have to maintain it, store it, look at it, walk around it, and then at some point throw it out. Again, I'll say it again. Don't buy things you don't need with money you don't have. Piece of advice number five. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So, find five people who are going to up your average. And remove anyone else who's bringing your average down. Thing number six. It's a fool's errand to try to be the best at a game that everyone else is already competing in. Make your own game. Advice tip number seven. Embrace mistakes. The faster you make mistakes, the faster you eliminate everything that doesn't work. When you make a mistake, admit that you made them. Sometimes those mistakes, they turn out to be uh, not bugs, but features. Tip number eight. Don't try to create and improve at the same time. For example, if you're writing a paper, don't proofread it as you're typing. Don't do spell check as you're typing. Let your creative energy flow. Advice tip number nine. It's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. Essentially, as the great Coach Mano said, just show up. Show up to the gym. Show up to work. Show up to class. Just by acting a certain way, getting yourself to that point, then you're going to think differently about how you feel about yourself. You're going to think differently about going to work. You're going to think differently about going to the gym. You're going to become more disciplined. So act first, think second to change behaviors. Advice tip number 10. The number of followers, clients, customers, players on your team, etc. doesn't make you more successful. If you make something that everyone will like, you'll make something that no one will love. That's why I like to cater to the select few. I know we have a small audience, but it's intentional. I know a lot of people aren't going to warm themselves to this fire, but it's intentional. My, I have a very target audience, and I want to make it for a handful of people that genuinely love what we do. Advice tip number 11. Optimizing a process that doesn't need to exist is the biggest waste of time there is. I like to live my life by the mantra, eliminate, simplify, automate, delegate. Why would I try and automate a process that's waste? Now I'm just amplifying the waste. Why would I try to simplify a process that doesn't exist? Now, a lot of you guys know my feelings on punting. I think it's a waste of time, and mathematically it's proven so, and the world hates it that, I, that you don't punt. But trying to have the greatest punt team in the world is probably a great example of optimizing a process that doesn't need to exist. Advice tip number 12. Capacity is limited. Whether you like it or not, time and attention are limited. 
So anytime you need to, you add something, you must take something away. If you added a new football play, take one away. If you added a new exercise, take one away. If I buy a new shirt, I take one away. Just like closet space, there's only so much space in your brain. Tip number 13. If something is important enough, people will find a way. If not, they will make an excuse. Think of every excuse you've heard why somebody won't come to a training session. It's too early. It's too cold. I don't have enough money. It's too far. Who cares, right? When I first met my wife, I would literally go to bed at 8 o'clock. She was a bartender at the time. I'd go to bed at 8 o'clock, 8.30, wake up at midnight when she got off shift and went to hang out with her again from midnight until 3 o'clock in the morning and then woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go train. It was important to me. I found a way. Tip number 14. A person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he is willing to have. Maybe it's with your boss. Maybe it's with your wife. Maybe it's some tough love with a client. Maybe it's with the parents of a kid you're coaching. If you're willing to have that tough conversation, you're going to have success. Tip number 15. Every person in an organization has the right to be the organization's top expert at something. Just because you're the head coach of a program doesn't mean you're the expert in everything. Just because you're the CEO doesn't mean you know more than that mechanic who's turning a wrench and fixing that pump. It's allowed for people to know more than you in given situations. Piece of advice number 16. People will often abandon the good system they will follow for the perfect system they will quit. How many times have people looked for the perfect diet or the perfect workout program or the perfect workflow at work? Right? It's never going to work anyway. Stick with good. Good is the enemy of perfect. I'll say it again. Good is the enemy of perfect. Think about it too in football. Right? I put in a play. I got 17 checks. Any offensive formation they come out in, our defense can adjust to it. Uh, but now the guys can't tackle. Right? I'm thinking about all this stuff and I can't tackle anybody. Good is the enemy of perfect. Piece of advice number 17. No one of significance has ever changed anything by pandering to what other people think. I'll say that again. This one is critical. No one of significance has ever changed anything by pandering to what other people think. You have to be okay with being thought of as stupid to some, an embarrassment or a joke to others. Tip number 18. Most people's biggest problem in life is that they think they shouldn't have any. You're never going to be in a situation where there are no problems. There's no job you're going to go to where there's no problems. There's no coaching gig you're going to go to when there's no problems. There's none. And I'm taking this next part from uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Great book. And the guy says, the solution to one problem is merely the creation of the next one. He says, true happiness occurs only when, the f when you find the problems you enjoy having and enjoy solving. That's awesome. So find the problems that you want to solve and enjoy it. But don't expect to not have any problems. Find that largest burden you can bear and bear it. Tip number 19. Any fool can get another person tired. Guys will judge their trainer or their training session on how many calories they burned or how tired they are or who puked, but anyone could do that. Can they make you better? Tip number 20. If all you have is a hammer, then everything becomes your nail. Okay. That's supposed to be a bad thing? Nope. Find your hammer. Find your hammer and make it your life's mission to find the nails. Tip number 21. If you don't prioritize your life, someone else will prioritize it for you. If you're busy, quote-unquote busy, it's your fault. It's not a badge of honor. Being busy is a choice. 
prioritize your stuff and let everything else fall into play. Tip number 22. If you want to become really depressed, really depressed, no matter how good things are going, start comparing your life to what other people have. As Joe Marechko said, comparison will steal all of your happiness. Someone's always going to bench more than you. Someone's always going to make more money. Someone's always going to have a, a nicer car or maybe a prettier girlfriend, right? Comparison will steal your happiness. The only comparison you should make is for you to you. Tip number 23. When you're negotiating for something, he who cares least wins. Tip number 24. This came from Nick Saban. Mediocre people don't like to be around high achievers. And high achievers don't like to be around mediocre people. That's why our circle of guys we train with, it's so small. Because anyone who's working in a mediocre state can't hang with us. It's why our, the coaching circle that people have sometimes is small. Because they just can't coach with people who want to be mediocre. And it goes the other way around too. If you're mediocre, you don't want to be around this high flyer. That's why when you go out to dinner and you're having grilled chicken and salad and your buddy's having, a, I don't know, eggplant rollatini, he doesn't want to eat with you. You're, you're shaming that guy. That's why you need to surround yourself with those five people that are going to up your average. Tip number 25. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. What? What does that mean? <laughs> means that no matter how good of a teacher you are most of the time, you're not going to get through to people unless that person is ready to listen. So I've often said in, in the marketing world, the right pitch at the wrong time is the wrong pitch. And you can't teach someone something they don't want to learn or they aren't ready to learn. And there's a great saying. They say, uh, you, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. And I love to counter that statement with, yeah, but you got to make that horse thirsty. Well, the question is, how do you make the horse thirsty? And I feel like sometimes the only way to make a horse thirsty is that person has to trip over the truth themselves, and they have to realize that they need help. So again, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Tip number 26, you get what you emphasize. And you can't emphasize everything, right? If you're a football coach and you emphasize tackling, well, you're going to get tackling. But if you emphasize 20 different things, you're not going to get tackling because you're not emphasizing it. If you're a strength coach and you emphasize form, but then you throw in 600 workouts and the guys can never perfect anything or master anything, well, they're not going to get that mastery of those skills. So every detail needs to be perfect in the things that you're going to work with. So the only way to make that happen is limit the number of details you focus on. Tip number seven, uh, sorry, 27. Meetings are not work. You are either in meetings or working, but never both. Tip number 28. There is a huge difference between management and leadership. Management is how well things run when you are there. Leadership is how well things run when you're not. Tip number 29, if you're making a presentation, my mantra is educate first, entertain second. Tell stories. Don't read off your slides. Don't give people uh, facts that, they don't need, that they're not going to remember. And as you're giving that presentation, never show people more than what you want them to see in that moment. Force them to, to, to focus their attention where you want it. So don't put up seven pictures and say, oh, look at this one. Put up one picture. Or put a laser on that picture. Don't give them too much to look at. Make them follow their eye where you want them to look. Again, entertain first, educate second. Tip th number 30, learning models. Relating back to presentation. People learn better with stories. If people are struggling to learn, 
keep making smaller and smaller circles. So what does that mean? Well, if you're going to teach a, a pass rush move to a guy, and you're teaching his get off and his arm slap and his rip, that's maybe that's three things. Let's make the small the circle as small as possible. Maybe we just teach the rip. Let's teach the rip ten times. Then let's team the, teach the arm slap and the rip. Then we'll teach the arm slap, the rip, and the get off. Keep making smaller circles so people can get it. Tip number 31. If you have to live your life by two principles and only two principles, make it the Pareto Principle and Parkinson's Law because they complement each other critically. So the Pareto Principle says that 20% of what you do impacts 80% of your results. So focus on the 20%. Parkinson's Law says the amount of time you give yourself to do stuff is going to t- take you as long to do it as the time you give yourself to do it. So, if I have a very little amount of time due to Parkinson's Law, well then I can only focus on the 20%. So Parkinson's Law enables the Pareto Principle, and the Pareto Principle enables Parkinson's Law. If I only focus on the 20%, I don't need that long to do it. Tip number 32. Decision fatigue is a real thing. At least in my life. Some people say it's not, but I think it is. So what I'd say to you is, identify one decision that can eliminate a hundred other decisions. Ask yourself, what is the one decision that I can make that can make everything else easier or insignificant? If I think about Southwest Airlines, the one decision they, they made was that we're going to be the cheapest airline. So that decision eliminated a million other decisions. So if somebody came up with the idea to serve filet mignon on a plane instead of peanuts, is that going to make us the cheapest airline? No. All right. Someone thinks they're going to bring in, uh, I don't know, Beyonce to sing on each flight and pay her a million dollars a flight. Is that going to make us the cheapest airline? No. Okay. So that one decision eliminated a hundred other decisions. Tip number 33. You can't change everyone. You can't. I try to. You can't. But if you're trying to change people, it is so much better to focus on the bright spots. Focus on the winners. Don't watch film and say this guy's loafing this guy or this guy never shows up or this guy doesn't know what he's doing talk about the people that do show up talk about the guy that's making the right tackle talk about the the guy that's paying attention focus on the bright spots it's gonna it's gonna bring everybody else to that lamp it's kind of like a a moth flying to a light that's what you want to do you want to get that bright spot let the other moths fly to it tip number 34 people with big egos either had success too fast or have a lack of knowledge. So in your life, remember this. Slow success builds humility. Fast success builds egos. And there's a formula that I saw from Albert Einstein. I don't know if he made it up, but his picture was on. It said ego, ego equals one over knowledge. <laughs> so either the, per- the people you know with egos, they either had success really fast and they don't know what failure is like, or they just don't know enough. That, that denominator, that equation, uh, it's really bad. So it makes their ego shoot through the roof. They don't know what they don't know. Tip number 35, if you're already winning, stop the debate or the argument. I'm going to end that one there. Tip number 36, if information were the key, we would all have six packs and be millionaires. So stop looking for more and more information. Use the information that you have. There's enough information out there that legitimately everyone should have a six pack and be a millionaire. It's out there. The problem is people don't execute and they're continuing to look for the next best thing. Tip number 37, switching this one up on you. Always keep a bottle of fix-a-flat in your car or an air compressor. If you get a tire that's low or starting to go flat, especially with the jacks they're giving you now or the way crazy people are driving, it's probably not worth trying to change your own tire. Shoot that baby up, get it to a mechanic, or get yourself off the road to a safe spot so you don't kill yourself trying to change your tire.
Tip number 38, life advice with your significant other. Always be dating. Don't be complacent with your significant other. Always act like you're dating. If you're dating a girl for a year and a half, six months, you're married for 12 years like me, still open doors, still buy them flowers, still try to look good, put on some cologne, do your hair. Always be dating. Don't take that person for granted. Tip number 39. I believe communication is one of the top five skills that you would need in your life. Both oral, right, giving a presentation, written, being able to write an email, being able to write an article that people would read, and visual. Can you use graphics to communicate your ideas? It doesn't matter how smart you are or how great your, your passion is. If people can't understand you, then it doesn't matter. And the problem is, the more you know about a topic, it's usually that much harder to effectively explain it. Warren Buffett said it best. He said, if you can't communicate, it's like winking at a girl in the dark. Nothing happens. So no matter what, work on those communication skills. Tip number 40. Most of our lives are wasted by not focusing on the now. So my advice to you is be where you're at. Stop being depressed or living in the past. Stop being anxious or living in the future. Be where you are at. Tip number 41. What's your purpose in life? I think your purpose in life is to find your gift. And the meaning of your life is to give that gift to other people. I almost think it's selfish that if you have a gift, that you don't use it to help others. So, find your gift and then give it to others. Tip number 42. Scratch your own itch. So, for me, let's, this is a great example of it. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to this podcast. I don't care. For a long time, I wanted to collect these random thoughts. So, for me... This was good. It gave me some time to reflect. Even the preparation alone was a way for me to scratch my own itch. Now, if somebody wants to listen to this and share it with somebody else, that's awesome. But for right now, this is a win-win situation for me. Some bonus tips. I'll leave you with five. We went through 42. It's my 42nd birthday, but these things just popped into my head. One, if it's your birthday, have a piece of cake. Yeah, I was that guy for the last 11 years of my life. You know, my birthday falls on a Tuesday, not on my cheat day. My mom buys me a carrot cake. My wife buys me a carrot cake. Nah, nah, I'm not going to have it. Well, last year, my mother's 70th birthday, I realized, well, there's not going to be a lot more of these left. So take when people are actually appreciating you and appreciating your life. And I'm not going, I don't think birthdays are the greatest thing in the world anyway, but I'll get into that another time. But if someone buys you cake, have a piece of cake on your birthday. Bonus tip number two. If you feel depressed, the best thing you could do is reach out to someone just randomly and thank them for something that they did for you. Because it's not about you. Make that person feel better. I guarantee you, you make that person feel better, you're not going to be depressed anymore. Tip number four. If you're ever in an elevator with someone and their boss gets on the elevator, go out of your way to tell a story to that person's boss to tell them something very specific that they did that was awesome. Make it genuine. Don't make something up. Don't look like you're just a... trying to be like egregious with this thing make sure that it's a real story but it will do a lot for that person that person's going to respect you more and hopefully that person's boss respects a you for going out of your way to tell a good story and respects his employee more because they probably don't know every great thing that their employees do bonus tip number four address people by their first name you probably don't realize it they probably don't realize it but your name is your most valuable asset and i'll leave you with this tip number five Address people by their first name, unless that person is your coach or someone you coached with. Then, you call that person coach. 
for the rest of their life, you call that person coach. That t- that's a title that is earned. And with that, I am done. Hope I'm glad you guys uh, warmed yourself to this fire. Enjoy the rest of your day.